happening, man? This is cool. I know. It's a dream come true. So welcome back to the 20th ever episode of the Iced Coffee Hour. So far, we've made something like $5,600, something something crazy like that now from the podcast and ad revenue. Uh, Meet Kevin's episode by far wins. I think his episode has made like $600 so far. So Kevin, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And today we Do have you guests yeah. get a cut of this, or is that a absolutely not? You can okay. keep this twenty dollar bill right there. <laughs> okay, at the end of you. Oh yeah, I'll that's take yours. It. I'll take it. I'll take it. You could keep that. But today we actually we have an amazing guest. I say that every episode, but but this one I mean it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, how do I? I don't even know how to introduce you because you've changed the channel name. Uh, so let's just say this: I want to call you a viral internet sensation. Uh, business owner, and now just a little bit of everything, I would say. Yeah, a renaissance man, if renaissance you will. Renaissance man. <laughs> uh, what's up, guys? My name is Kong. I am the founder of an old channel called Simple Pickup. I've since changed the name to Kong Fam. Um, I also now run a venture-backed startup called Jump Cut, where we make online courses. Our most popular one is called Viral Academy, where we teach people how to start and grow their own YouTube channel. So... I actually have been watching your channel now for almost 10 years. You started out with a channel, it's called Simple Pickup, mm-hmm. where you made these really hilarious, I don't want to even call them skits, because they weren't skits, but you would pick different ideas or concepts to go to, say to, say to women on the street, and then see if you can get their phone number. Yeah, yeah, the concept was, um, you know, I, I grew up as a very introverted, like, shy guy, very, you know, typical Asian family where... You don't really voice, you're like, you can't be too loud. You got to keep to yourself. So I had a hard time um, basically dating for, for a very long time. And it wasn't until probably around college that I kind of went on this almost like journey of, of not only trying to like get girls, because that sounds very surface level, but it was more of like trying to be a better me trying to be a more confident person showing my actual real self and not being afraid of that Mm. versus just like being the shy guy who stays in the corner all the time um so i went through that journey it changed my life and i wanted to make a channel that um where where people could see that look these things that you think are really difficult for example going up to somebody who you think is attractive and 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 trying to start a conversation with them it's really not that hard Mm -hmm. it's actually quite easy um so we turned that into a YouTube channel, essentially, and uh, yeah, you know. Who had that idea to turn that into a channel? I think, uh, well, my my college roommate at the time, Jesse, and I were like entrepreneurs at heart, and we would mm-hmm. always think like, what, what can we do? As, what, how can we start a business, right? And we had all these ideas. Um, a couple of them failed that we tried to do, but... The one that worked was making a YouTube channel. So mm-hmm. this was right when YouTube was started paying people. Um, you know, they they just they had just come out with it like a year or two ago, and we said, "Hey, why don't we jump on this bandwagon?" Because we watch YouTube way more than 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 TV or movies. That was me. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Same right. Way. So it's like I think I can know. I, I think I do this. I think I I think I know what works on YouTube, what goes viral. Um, so we put out a video, and instantly it got uh, about I want to say. 50,000, 100,000 views, something like that. And then we said, I think this is it. Mm-hmm. Um, spent that whole summer uh, spent that whole summer making more videos, got a bunch of viral hits, and then literally the semester after that, we dropped out of school. <laughs> so the first yeah. video you ever made got 50,000 views right off the bat. So, quote unquote first, we made a couple ahead, like before that, that I believe we put out, but it just, one, I knew that it sucked as soon as it came mm-hmm. out, and two, it didn't get any views. So, Technically, yes, it was the first video in the sense that, like, we really put it out and then we pushed it. Yeah, well, yeah, we pushed and tried to promote it. Whereas the other videos, we just kind of put it up there and we're like, "Um, okay, (laughs) this is not really that great. How much did you make from that first video? How much did 50,000 views pay back then? Not that much, dude. I look at your CPMs today and, like, the people doing it today, I'm like, what? You get that much money? Um, So back then, like... We would be so, so our content was also a little bit like we would swear in the videos, so yeah. you know, sometimes we could get flagged. I would say, on average, we got about one dollar to one dollar fifty CPM. So, every thousand views, we would get about a dollar mm. to a dollar fifty. Wow, yeah, yeah. what was that at first? best? At yeah. best, it was like we signed a contract with Machinima at that time and they gave us three dollars, so that was the highest we ever got. Wow, and that no was way. like a good deal. But you were getting on some of those videos. 
tens of millions of views. You had a few of them that were over 10 million views. Yeah, yeah. And then for those videos, the CPM actually went higher for some reason. I guess it's just because um, more advertisers are, are, are advertising on, mm-hmm. on viral videos. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it would never go above like $2 CPM. Okay. What was the first video that you released, the, the one that was successful? What was it? We got to be concept? PG rated. Oh, yeah. So right, can, I, can I swear on this podcast? You, or? Uh, not, I would prefer not. Okay. If, you, if the occasional slip, Jack okay. edited yeah. out. We, we want to keep our high CPM. So we yeah. don't want to be flat. <laughs> we want to yeah, keep this smart. as family friendly as possible. Should so have had can, me on then. <laughs> <laughs> we just got to be good. How about I, I, you, I, I almost can't explain it. Okay. So basically, yeah. it was called. Asian, um, Asian private part pickup. And uh, I would have to say variations of this private part word in conversation casually um, before getting somebody's number. So, for example, I would say, hey, Jack, um, uh, where can I? Jeez, I'm, I'm going to butcher it now. There's no way to say it. Yeah, there's really no way to say it. It's, 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 yeah. yeah. Now, um, here's the interesting thing. In all seriousness, I don't think you could make that video today. I think with the Absolutely current not. environment, that would not be okay. I yeah, think because back then, it was tens of millions of views. Now you couldn't get away and say a lot of the things that you could back then. Well, Surely you not, could. Yeah. You just need the stones to, 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 to keep it up there and not you know, apologize for things. I think people are just, um, you know, there's definitely this wave of people who are really sensitive about these things. Um, but I know plenty of comics, plenty of people who are still making really outrageous content. Mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle is one famous example, yeah. right? If you watch his specials, he's very, very polarizing. He's, you know, to the point where it's it's somewhat offensive. Um, but he stands by, he says, I'm, I don't care. I'm not going to apologize for mm-hmm. anything I say, say on this stage. So I think you can still do it. Okay. But you're going to get a lot of heat for it, for sure. <laughs> Fair enough. But uh, so back then you were making these making these videos and then when was the point that you realized, like, you're going to move out? I remember you got a house in mid-city L.A. Didn't no, you all it was, together? It Where was, was that? It was, uh, it was v- you mean our first place? Mm-hmm. It was in Van Nuys, I believe. Okay. Um, so this, like, really part of L.A. for people don't, that don't live there. Well, some of it is. Okay. Um, but the neighborhood we were in was there was literally bars on people's doors. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, we said, look, let's commit to this. Let's let's do it. Um, it was four dudes that lived in a two bedroom apartment where water would turn brown when we turned it on um, in the morning. And uh, we did that for about, I want to say, like nine months or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, just toughed it out, started making money. And uh, eventually we were able to, be, to move into a bigger and better house and, yeah. and, and, and actually live comfortably. Mm-hmm. Did you graduate college at that time? No, no, dropped out. So you were in college and then things were going well with the YouTube channel. So then you just decided to drop out and pursue this and move to Van Nuys with these other guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, I, I think that's the thing that people get really wrong too is that like they always say like hey look at kong or like whatever whoever like they didn't go to college they they dropped out of college i think if you're going to college you should do something on the side and once it takes off then drop out um, guess who just dropped out i don't know if you've seen jack just dropped out i heard yeah out. yeah i heard yeah congratulations but you know doing really well yeah, you're you you have something that's going on for you right now, and you know things you know your things are picking up. You can see the trajectory, and yeah. I think that's a good time to drop out. But you know, if a lot of people always ask me on Instagram for some reason, mm-hmm. like, should I drop out of college? I hate it. Blah 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 blah. Well, start something on the side first, yep. and then do it. So yeah, to answer your question, um, you know, we we spent that whole summer basically trying to get as many views as possible, trying to make money. And um, it was only once we got traction that we dropped out of college. And then you created a program. Uh, it was a monthly, right? Five dollars a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much? It, it, how much did that make? I want, I'm so curious because now we yeah. can get all the details. Yeah. So basically, um, for people that don't know, uh, we had this kind of almost like entertainment channel where we would do these almost like prank videos, but we're you know cheesy pickup lines, getting girls' phone numbers, um, and we had a subscription product on the back end where we would actually give advice, give uh, uh, more of a in depth have a more in-depth discussion on how to be more confident, right? How to get more dates. Um, So at first we charged $5 a month for it and it eventually turned into, I believe, $37 a month. How much were you making? How many people paid $5 a month? When we first launched it, we made $15,000 for that month. Your first Um, month. Or 
it might have been more than that. I forget. Okay. Um, but like it was under it was under fifty for sure. And that was between four people. Yes. Yeah, that's correct. So it's it's like it sounds like a lot of money, but considering all our expenses and then we share it, it really wasn't that much. Um, but over time, we started building that more and more. Uh, we added more features to it. We added a community feature. We added podcasts, things like that. Uh, increased the price to thirty seven dollars a month, and at its peak. I want to say we were doing about um, two, two and a half million per year on, on, on that. Just that? Yeah, just just that program. How many people split that? Sorry, sorry. It was, gosh, I'm getting my, this was like yeah, seven, sure. eight years ago. Right. Um, I want to say it was two to two and a half million dollars per year. That plus um, our YouTube and brand deals. But 80% of it was coming from this program. Wow. So only about ten percent of our revenue was coming from ad revenue. So you turn this in a in a few years into a three million dollar a year business. Yeah, yeah, essentially. And wow. I think you know if we stuck with it, we could have grown it into a really really big company. But um, I think at one point, I you know the things that we were doing within that community and also on YouTube started getting redundant. It started uh, we were kind of doing the same thing over and over again, but just rehashed in a different way. And um, I just stopped being fulfilled by that. I felt like the message we wanted to get across to, you know, lonely guys around the world had already been, been accomplished. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted to do, do something bigger. You know, as an entrepreneur, I'm sure you know as well as anybody, like you always want to do better. Like you yeah. don't want to just do the same thing over and over. You, you're going to start a second channel. You're going to start this podcast. Like you just want to do more and more. So I think for me, it was uh, starting a business that uh, that could could have more impact on the world, number one, and two, um be be a bigger home run, if you will. Then I noticed you you. Uh, this is great. Oh, yeah. coffee, by the way. What, I've what watched your, your channel, and yeah. cool. you know, I always I always judged you because I was like, "There's no way this is better than Phil's coffee that I get for five dollars." But you know, you might have converted me. You <laughs> there might we, have converted this me. This is not paid. I didn't pay you to say. I didn't give you a script <clears throat> to read. This is your real reaction. And you know what? You actually used a light cream to coffee ratio. I would have gone a little bit heavier on the cream enhance some of the flavors yeah yeah the cinnamon toast crunch flavor that we have but uh i'm glad you enjoy it this is a this is a business opportunity right here we'll talk after deal grams grams (laughs) coffee 20 cent iced coffee but uh you started then after all of that jump cut studios yeah i saw your ads yeah yeah a lot of people a lot of ads yeah we we ran a ton of ads like literally millions of dollars worth. So explain <laughs> explain what Jump Cut Studios. So yeah. Jump Cut Studios. Um, well, it used to be called Jump Cut Studios. Then we changed it to just Jump Cut. Um, the original goal of Jump Cut was to create online courses that didn't that weren't boring. Because if you look at the world of online courses right now, it's basically a lot of people who are just talking to the camera, right? There's maybe some 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 like nice PowerPoint thing going on, but that's pretty much it. And, you know, coming from the world of YouTube, we were like, this, this, this is when we were transitioning from Simple Pickup. We wanted to come up with, like, what's our next big business idea? And coming from the world of making viral videos, we thought, we could do better than that. These guys making, like, online courses are so boring. Mm-hmm. And I thought that there was a really big opportunity here, essentially, to, um, to, to, to help educate people in a really fun way. You know, you see people doing, like, that, doing that kind of stuff on YouTube all the time. That's why I got these tattoos. It's inspired by... Um, Kurtzkazat in a nutshell um, because they made science and physics and astrology really, really interesting to the average people to the Mm -hmm. point where they're getting tens of millions of views per video. And so we said, why don't we do that and we can bring the world of YouTube into online courses to make it more entertaining. So that was the premise of, of, of of um, of the company. In 2016, we went through Y Combinator, raised about $1.8 $1.8 million in venture funding to get this company That's started. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. It That's was, a it lot was of a, funding for it was, Y Combinator. It was a wild ride. It was a wild ride. Well, it's, no, sorry, sorry. Y Combinator only yeah. gave us... I want to say 125,000. Okay, that's that seems to be yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And then they have this okay. thing called Demo Day where you pitch to investors and and Why do you need so much investor capital for that? We st- we started a course with nothing. Why do you need so much money on that? Yeah, you had the audience. I mean, all you had to do is just mention it on the channel and so we did. Yeah, okay. And then we got some traction, and that's why we were able to raise $1.8 million. Why, why raise, why give, give away some, some of the equity in it? So because, um, because the production that we wanted to do was going to cost a lot of money. So I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. We filmed a course with Justin Kahn, the founder of Twitch, right? Um, 
he sold his, you know, worked on Twitch, worked on Justin.tv and then turned it into Twitch and then sold it to Amazon for like a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. We did a course with him really cinematically. We interviewed a bunch of other entrepreneurs, some, some investors as well, had some really nice motion graphics on there, really great B-roll that we filmed. Um, and that whole course costs, uh, cost us about $500,000 to, to produce, approximately. Jeez. Yeah. Um, so that just gives you the scale of how... and. We didn't even get to do all the things we wanted. Wow. But that just gives you the scale of how, how much it would cost to do something like that. So what was that exactly for? Because I'm still a little confused on what exactly Jump Cut was. Was it like uh, a company that would help people that create courses make the courses more entertaining? No, sorry. Yeah. So let, let me, <laughs> let's, let's do, do a little bit more high level here. Um, it was an online business school. Think of it like that. Mm-hmm. So one of the courses was this one called Art of the Startup, where Justin Cotton was oh. teaching how to start a startup, get venture funding, find a co-founder, all that stuff. Our most popular course, the one that you saw a lot of ads yes. for, was called Viral Academy. That was we changed the name a couple of times throughout the, the, the years, but that's, that's what it's most known as, um, which teaches yeah. people how to start and grow their own YouTube channel. That's what I did. The YouTube Creator Academy, link down below in the description. <laughs> Well, no, very similar, yeah. different, yeah, different yeah. than the YouTube one because the YouTube one kind of gives you like a really high level of how to okay. do it, but ours really goes into kind of like the frameworks that you can use to make really great content. How much was that? Um, so expensive, right? I think it was not if you got in at the beginning. It was twenty dollars a month. Okay, so some people are still subscribed for twenty dollars a month. Is there um, content still being produced to the? Not uh, anymore. No. So we've updated it like three or four times already. Um, and now I think it's the best that it could be. Uh, but it is, it used to be a thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, now we've lowered it. We have a lot of sales that, that, that lowered to about 500. Okay. Yeah. Wow. How much did that make? I'm just, I'm curious how much it made, how much of that you saved, where you spent your money. No. And, um, you know, this is a cautionary tale for all the entrepreneurs out there. We were very caught up in like the startup mentality. Okay. Right. Um, so for me, I didn't care. Like, I'm not somebody who cares about money. If I make over, let's say, get out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? Get I'm, out. I'm on the wrong podcast. <laughs> I just, like, take this away. Okay. <laughs> no, but like, if I make more yeah. than, let's say, a hundred thousand dollars a year, I'm like totally set. I'm happy. I don't. I, I have enough to travel, um, um, and I can eat out with my friends without worrying about it. I'm totally fine. Mm-hmm. What I want to do is I want to build a big company and 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 you know, look back and that's kind of think of it as my legacy almost. Sure. Right. So that's, uh, that's a blessing and a curse. Um, it's a blessing in the sense that you'll move fast at any cost, but it's a curse in the sense that, you know, we overextended basically what we believed we were capable of doing and ended up with a business model that was not built for that kind of growth. So going back to your question, how much money did we make? I, I might be getting these numbers a that's, little that's bit wrong, okay. but yeah. 2016, that's the year we went through Y Combinator. We did about two, $2 million in, in revenue. Okay. Um, the year after that, 2017, we did about $4 million, might be like 4.5. And then the year after that, that was our best year, um, which was 2018, and we did $12 million in revenue. Wow. And about $5 million of that was profit in the sense that we had no clue what to do with, like we wanted to spend all our money yeah. so that we don't have to pay taxes, right? Like Amazon style. Because mm. if you make $5 million, you're paying mm-hmm. like, well, Trump, Trump lowered the taxes that year. Mm-hmm. So he made America great again. <laughs> it's still it's still half. California state income tax, all true, the other true. little bits and pieces, it's half. It was, yeah, it's about half, it's half but it was less California. than it was before that. So, sure. you're, you know, you, we literally paid like $2 million in taxes. Right. Um, but uh, our goal was to, to be able to spend more than we made. So then the next year, 2019, we're still in this growth mode thinking, all right, we're, we're, this is great. Everything's going fine. We continue to, to ramp up uh, ad spend. We hired a ton of people. We actually hired a hiring manager to help us hire more people. We had 100 people at, working for Jump Cut at one time, almost 100 people. It was like 85 people. Wow. Um, and the issue was that our business model wasn't sustainable. Because you have to keep churning what's the new thing, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. And the other courses that we made weren't as big of a hit as Viral Academy. So, mm-hmm. um, you know... Too it, niche. That's what I learned on mine. You got you to appeal to the broad demographic out there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think just like the, t- the subject matter of, of making YouTube videos was so 
you know, foreign at the time. No one was really making a course for this, mm-hmm. that we were pretty much the only people that were doing it. Yep. Um, and so, so eventually, you know, we started to launch more courses and we realized that was a one-off that works really, really well. Mm. And we grew our team a lot, banking on the fact that all these mm-hmm. other courses would work just as well. Now, when we launched the other courses, they worked well, but they didn't work well enough to support an 85-person team, right? And so, unfortunately, um, you know, late last year, I basically had to lay off a ton of, a ton of, uh, a ton of people. And um, we made the decision to essentially uh, stop being a high-growth startup, right? And we said, look, this is a nice small business. Let's keep it cash flow positive, and we'll work on another project that has better product market fit. Yeah, that's why I love the low overhead model. For really, <laughs> yeah. Until yeah. Re- until honestly, about three months ago, it was really just me. Jack is now, as of uh, when, about a month now, two months. Has it been full time since uh, August first? Since August first, full time. Yeah, got, got a Jack. Yeah. I highly recommend everyone get a Jack. By the way, Jack yeah. of all trades. But I just keep everything as simple as it could be. No office space. Don't have to pay for anything. It's just the same camera. Buy, buy, <laughs> buy it used. I love it. Towels on the lights, just buy things once. At one point, I think my overhead, um, some of the best months I've ever had was like three, four hundred bucks total. Yeah. All my overhead. No, I totally get it. Like when we were running Simple Pickup, that's kind of how we operated too. We just wanted, we just said, look, let's put as much money in our pocket as possible. Because I grew up poor. So I was like, that, like, I want this money. Yeah. Um, And uh, it's different though when when you run a startup and you have investors, right? Because now, you're sending out an update every month and they're going, why isn't growth as, as good as last month? Why why aren't you doubling your sales? Why aren't you hire this person? Let's get on a call. So there's this like pressure. And then there's there's Gosh, the external yeah. pressure from other peers who are, you know, doing really, really well. So they're kicking your ass. Like, Dude, calm. You can do better than this. I'll help you. I'll introduce you to the right people. So there's this kind of like pressure, you know, this fire under your ass to grow, grow, grow under um, any circumstances. And um, again, I think it's a blessing and a curse. But for us overall, because the business... We overestimated how mm-hmm. how how good the business model was. It, it ended up not as great for us wow. you know, in 2019. Yeah. Why did you need 85 employees? Because realistically, I mean, I have no idea how big of an operation Jump Cut was. But for Graham and I, like Graham created the course. And then now to maintain the course, it's very pretty low maintenance for the courses, at least on his behalf. Like, why do you, what were the 85 people doing? (laughs) Yeah, I would say most of them. So out of the 85, about 50 of them were doing customer service. Um, So we, so we scaled up 50, uh, a lot of customer service people in the Philippines. Um, They spoke really great English, but you're only paying them like, you know, four or five bucks an hour, which is above the median pay uh, there. And so... So um, most of them were, were on customer service because it's a pretty pricey course. And, you know, it's not like your course where people makes watch sense. your videos right. and then they're like, I like Graham, I'll yeah, go buy this. This is cold traffic that we're running ads to that we're saying, hey, go check out this course right. and buy it. So they have a ton of questions. And we train these uh, customer service representatives to essentially answer all these, these, these really nuanced questions. You know what I actually heard from somebody else? They said, if you don't get a 10% refund rate, you're not selling hard enough. Because wow. the sale is supposed to be so impactful that people are just supposed to buy it without thinking about it. And when that happens, you get about a 10% refund rate. So if you get below that, you need to ramp up your marketing and sell harder, believe it or not. Yeah. I don't do that, but I'm just saying that's from a marketing standpoint, that's typically what they recommend. Yeah, um, we we kind of operated like that for a while. We had a pretty high refund rate, but um, we, 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 made, we made a change to our refund policy where... You can only get a refund now if you do all of the assignments, mm-hmm. right? And I think that changed, you know, that lowered our conversion rate, but that also con- drastically lowered the refund rate as yes. well. Um, and the assignments are hard to do. Like, people do it in, like, two hours and then send it to us, and we give them a refund. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't tell my co-founder I said that. Did you see a serious change when you would spend more money on ads? Like, there was a direct correlation on return on, like, your ad spend expenses? Because when G- Graham did, he did a video... Where he launched ads oh, for his geez. for his courses. The ROI. I think at the the peak one was a thirty two time ROI. So for every dollar I spent, I got thirty two dollars back. Why didn't you continue running it? I didn't want to be the guy. I, I didn't want to be that guy. Yeah, People like left the comments guy. that Graham doesn't like. We're like dislike yeah. unsub after. I got I got a big. 
back. I don't want to say big backlash because part of it was just an honest experiment to be like, hey, let's do this. I had two different types of ads they ran against. One had a Lamborghini in the background and one did not. And the one that did not have a Lamborghini had a much higher conversion rate. And I made a video yeah. showing you that like it's much better to be honest and and just upfront. Yeah. And it is about like flashy things in the back. Yep. But I didn't want to be that guy running ads. I knew that would just hurt my credibility. Yeah. And I think in the short sure. term I can make a lot of money, but I'm worried that like what would that do to the perception of me that I am running ads? Yeah, I think, you know, that's one of the the problems we ran into as well, where people would like be like, these guys sell too hard, they're super scammy, whatever. So um, I totally get it. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we made a lot of money, but like at what cost, right? Now when people see my face, they're like, oh, that's the guy <laughs> that I see on ads all the time. Um, so yeah, it's a double-edged sword. Do you ever get recognized from the ads and not from your actual channel, but you're like, I saw your ad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get more, I get recognized more from my ads now than I get recognized from my, wow. my, my old channel. Yeah. <laughs> Do people recognize you and go up to you and use the pickup lines that you had previously used? Because I feel like that would be something that, that, that would happen. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> and um, it's, it's, it's fun, um, but not when I'm with my family. Because <laughs> it makes like, sense. Come on, I'm trying to have dinner with my mom here. Like, don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's funny. So what are you working on now? Um, yeah, so now we are, uh, we're still running Jump Cut. You know, we're still running ads um, and and still making money off of the the courses. But the the there's two projects that I think are are more in term in line with what we're trying to do long term so one of them is a creative agency mm-hmm. um so now we're making ads for other people um if you think about like poopery or squatty potty um stuff like that uh have you heard of those squatty potty okay yeah Shark so tank. we basically it's like a like well a, no they, they had a really viral ad oh they did yeah where where they would be like um this guy's literally eating like a like an ice cream cone from a unicorn's <laughs> Oops, sorry. Bleep that. <laughs> um, okay. So you can uni- put a funny image on the screen. A unicorn, you can even use their B-roll. A yeah. unicorn poops into this ice cream cone, and a guy eats it, and he's like, you can make your poops better with Squatty Potty. Um, and so, anyway, this went super viral. I can't believe you guys never seen it. No. Uh, anyway, we're going to make ads like that for other brands. Um, okay. So, right now, we're working with a company that makes probio- like custom probiotics, where they literally, you know, you send them a sample of your poop, and they give you custom probiotics. Oh, um, my God. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty fascinating. Gosh, imagine giving that to someone as a gift. Imagine sending yeah. it to the wrong address. <laughs> you mix up your mail and like send it off to your aunt or something. Yeah, yeah. So that's one thing that we're doing. Oh, oh do you got to turn the cameras off. We got thirty-two to one, huh? On the yeah, return on ad spend. Oh yeah, thirty-two to one. Crazy dude. Yeah. Instagram was the highest. Yeah. Though I spent nothing. So I made more money on Instagram, believe it or not, than I did from the ads with zero money spent. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, uh, so what was the second thing? Oh, yeah. So the second thing we're working on is um, a little bit, I don't know if I should actually say it. It's basically a uh, LinkedIn for video creators. Hmm, yeah. Cool. Um, now I think we're going to be getting into the really interesting segment. Um, I would say you're a bit of a dating expert. Mm-hmm. Jack is Whoa. <laughs> single. I'm going to put you on the spot here. We need to give Jack some dating advice. He's turning red here. I wouldn't We're say I'm a spot. dating yeah. expert as much as I am very uh, comfortable with myself when it comes to like meeting new people, right? So uh, I think dating expert means like, oh, he's re- he can get any girl he wants. <laughs> That's totally not true. I get rejected all the time. Um, and uh, yeah, but... What are you, you know, what's the goal right now? What's your journey look like? He's going to have so many women hitting him up down the, in the DM. Um, oh, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> Every time we mention guys, this. Yeah, have you guys mentioned that he's single on, on the... Yes, and Jack gets fair share of messages. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. Anyway, so explain this. Um, I, I guess I'm not looking for anything... Uh, specific you know uh i'll take <laughs> i'll take a girlfriend you know if that's just like any any girlfriend or <laughs> anybody yeah, yeah anyone if there's anybody out there please, please somebody please. no i don't know I, i'll take a girlfriend i like stability i'm a fan of stability yeah yeah, yeah. what do what do you what how did you okay how did you go from well, being uh, uh like a 
what shy, reserved, shy, reserved yeah. person. How did you make that change? Did you do that yourself, or did you have influence to to teach you how to? Yeah, we're to gonna title that. this video something like "How to Get a Girlfriend" or something like that. So <laughs> let's let's give some advice to everybody watching who doesn't have a girlfriend or a, a boyfriend. Oh, my, this card is full. We'll teach you how to get boyfriends and girlfriends. So everyone will have lovers. That's true. Um, all right, where were we? How to get a girlfriend, boyfriend. How did you come out of yeah. your shell? Oh, yeah. How did yeah. you like, make that change? Did you have influence? Yeah, so, I mean, I, you know, I was inspired by this book called The Game, like, a while ago, where this guy kind of went on the same journey as me, where he, would, he started at this, as this, like, geek nerd guy and then, like, became, like, a pickup artist and uh, essentially became, became uh, this rock star, and now he's a very famous writer. So, um, Neil Strauss, if mm-hmm. you guys don't know. So... You know, I kind of went through the same thing, uh, literally almost exactly like how he described in the book, except, you know, with various various nuances. And at the end of the day, it was just putting myself out there and getting comfortable with the fact that some people just aren't going to like you, and that's totally fine, and some people are going to love you. So I think, you know, whenever people ask me to give them like a one-sentence piece of advice, I always say just be really comfortable in your own skin. Like, I think people make the mistake of always trying to impress when they meet someone or always trying to impress when they match with someone on Tinder. But I think, you know, telling them up front what your interests are, if, even if they're really weird, showing your personality, even what if it's really quirky. What does interests mean? Like, like music taste? Yeah, what if you have really boring interests? Yeah, like personal finance, <laughs> per se. No, no. So that's what, yeah, so that's what you might think, right. where it's like personal finance sounds kind of boring, but if you put that on your Tinder profile... Right. Um, I think that's a very, very strong way to get people who are into that as well and be like, yo, I love personal finance. Yeah, too. but basically you have a what's pool your FICO score? You have a pool of people. Right. And then as soon as you say, oh, yeah, like personal finance is what goes on in my mind, like 95 percent of the time, all of a sudden that pool of people becomes a water droplet. Of yeah, but you're assuming that you could have gotten those pool of people anyway. <laughs> right? Like, no, you're right. The, the reality is, not, sorry, yeah. not you, but like the reality is, no one's going to attract everybody. I think the the way to really get the person who really likes you and that you also really enjoy spending time with is putting those things out there at the beginning. Now, I'm not saying put "I love personal finance" in your profile. There's better ways to say <laughs> it, right? Um, so, what if you said something like um, uh, things that really turn me on, like something, something, and a high FICO score. Like, that's a cl- kind of more clever way to do I'm it, not, where I'm it's not like... not so aggressive. It would be, like, it I would w- be funny uh, for you, Kong, to review his Tinder profile. Do you want to do that? Or we could cut this out. Do, if you, do you want to? Is that... Are you, are you a good yeah, sure. connoisseur of... Yeah, I think, I think I'm, I'm, I'm pretty decent. <sighs> okay. All right. <laughs> One second. All right, so we're going to review Jack's Tinder right now. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I'm going to give you my honest thoughts. Okay. <laughs> uh, let me just double this, check yeah. it beforehand to make sure. It's, this means uh, you're going to have to I won't read, I won't read the messages. I'll just look at the, the, the profile. Oh, no. You want to read the message. I mean, if you want me to read the messages, <laughs> no, I'll read I them. I'll get you a lot of views for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I did that one time yeah. with uh, my friend Aria reading his Tinder messages. Um, and uh, and um, it just blew up for some reason. Because oh, yeah, people yeah. just love watching that. Could that could be a good title? Kong reads Jack's Tinder. All right, work with a YouTuber, lives in Santa Monica, less than a mile away. Yes, I am that guy that did that one thing. See, I had a different bio, but it was like, hey, come on the podcast, but no girl wanted, no girl wanted to. So, so I just removed that and I was like, well, I have to have something. So that was the first thing that came. I didn't put a lot of thought into it. Yeah, initially we wanted Jack to match a Tinder date and then bring a Tinder date on the podcast. But (laughs) (laughs) didn't work. That's great. That would be hilarious. I would totally watch that. Okay. So first thing, I wouldn't say work with a YouTuber. Just say, um, I make viral videos. I make viral videos. Yeah. You don't think that's a little bit overly confident? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, what kind of videos do you make? I link them to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, fine. So that makes sense. Um, I would say um, host of, host of, uh, what's this called? Ice Coffee Podcast? Yeah. But also, I I feel like that's not an accurate representation of the work that I do. This is like, this I would consider a passion, passion project. What if he just says work work at Graham Stephan? Is that bad? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
knows Graham Stephan <laughs> personally. No, no, no. I th- honestly, I think you should do it, and then, and then they're gonna look it up and be like, oh wow, this gets pretty decent views. Uh, I feel like that's just like a unnecessary flex, you know, if you will. Like, I, I don't like to be. Uh, is that braggadocious to say like? You know um, what I mean? If you want to, you can add a joke in there. Just put like, um, the the guy I work for makes a lot of money. Yeah, like the like the assistant. My co- boss makes a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Like, th- there's a way you can make it. So if you if you don't feel good about that, if you don't feel like that's per- part of your personality, you can just you you can say something that's a little bit more um a little bit more like self deprecating humor. But you're uh-huh. still you're still you're still flexing that. Okay. Right? But That's like you me. saying work with a YouTuber is like already the same thing in my opinion. You think so? so? Yeah, it's like the same thing. Except this one you're trying to use someone else's credit instead of instead of being confident about your own worth. Huh. Right? That's true. Cuz you do a lot of editing. A lot of really good editing. A lot of really Thank good you. ideas. Yeah. No, but you are Thank the co-host you. of this podcast. Okay, anyway, this anyway, is my yeah. opinion. Okay, sure. Take it with a grain of salt because I think everybody has their own personality and I, I think it's it's more important to be genuine than it is to like do the right thing or like, you know, whatever sure. it is. Um, that's just music. I don't think that's super significant. Oh, no, it's significant. Um, yeah, put... So I would change your, your, your bio to something that explains more about you. Like this doesn't tell me anything yeah, about well, you. Yeah, exactly. It was supposed to be... Uh, it's supposed to like I thought it would be the the people would see it and they'd be like, Oh my gosh, what is it? who is this guy? I would never have thought that. Yeah. Really? I, I like it's thought provoking, isn't it? No, not? not at all. No. Yeah, you should just They think I'm a loser? Like the, <laughs> I think the I think the best ways to to do it that I've seen work really well is um talk about your interests and what you like, but like write it in a really creative way. Right? So um in one of the guides that we put out a long time ago, <laughs> um one of the one of the examples we gave was like instead of saying like I like to travel, you just say um, anyway. I've, so, I've so never really traveled. What, what I it? what I would put is like something along the lines of um, I love going to I love eating food at third world countries, right? Trying the food there, huh? So it's like very specific, and it's not it's not like and I do I love Vietnam, I love Thailand, mm-hmm. I love you know um, all the Southeast Asian countries, um, but it's specific enough to where it's interesting. And, then, and you're not just saying I like travel. That's an that's, interesting yeah, point, that's actually. True. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you want to be, you want to show them, tell them your interest, but you don't want to be generic. You also leave them with a little something too. Exactly. Yeah. So then it's like if they really enjoy, it's like what? Yeah. what? What foods have you tried there? Right. Right. It's, it's it's something that doesn't get brought up in conversation a hmm. lot. So take whatever your interests are, and then find a really interesting way to like phrase it. Okay. So that it invites conversation. Okay. Um. That's a good picture. I wouldn't. That I can't see anything there. That's uh, me falling on a bike. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's just my, <laughs> that looks like a fail video from like, uh, what's it called? E bombs world. That's me and uh, Kevin Abstract. I saw him at a concert. Oh, cool. Okay. That's me and Taylor Lautner when I was a well, sophomore. It's just yeah. Well, don't put Freshman, this. Maybe? Don't put this picture. What is this? <laughs> it's me and Taylor Lautner. I was in high school. Yeah, but do you want them to look at Taylor Lautner? Yeah, or do you want them look to look at you? At you? <laughs> I kind of agree with that. And also, you look like a kid. They're going to feel like a pedophile. Mistake Taylor Lautner for me. (laughs) No, you got to remove this. You look like a kid in this. Um, It was me and my dog. That's a cool picture. Yeah, dog pictures. You got to take a cuter picture of your dog, dude. Come on. (laughs) The one red eye. Yeah. This this dog looks like it should be cute, but this picture is not very flattering. I would take a good one with your dog. me and my lizard. Oh, this is cool. I like this picture. There's my dog. Again, like... If you're gonna put a picture of a dog, let's get one that's really clear and cute. Okay, this one, yeah. he looks like a like a ghost. <laughs> yeah, there's my tortoise biting my toe. That's odd. I didn't know that was up there. Yeah, honestly, you. There's me doing interesting. A jump on some I think you have a lot of odd pictures in here. Um, See, you said I gotta put, give him a taste of who I am. Yeah, wow. yeah. I would just put like two of these and not. The, maj- like the majority shouldn't be odd pictures. <laughs> right. Okay. Like, you know, because at the end yeah. of the day, uh, Tinder is, as, as much as I hate to say it, is a very superficial thing. Like, they want to see what you look like. Right. And I right. think there's only like two pictures in there that show what you actually look like. Taylor Lautner one. Ex- the, yeah. That falling does, on the that's, back one. No, not even the Taylor, La- the Taylor Lautner one. You look like you're eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, and, then, and then maybe put like two or three weird ones. But like, you should have pictures that show what you actually look like mm-hmm. um, because that's what they want to see. Interesting. 
Yeah, I, I agree. Okay, that makes sense. I've made some adjustments. But dude, to the you profile. have such an yeah, you have such an interesting life. Like it would be a it would be a waste to not talk about all those things in your profile. Huh. And you don't have to do it do in it. like a really like. See, I think for me, because I'm Asian, people have this perception of Asian people being like really shy and introverted. So I almost have to overcompensate. That's what I've found in the past, at least. Um, because you're white, I'm, I'm guessing you're just straight up American I'm, I'm, white. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, because of that, you might want to play down a little bit. I don't know. Depends on your personality. But there's still ways to say, hey, I'm really interesting and I have this great life without being like super braggy about it, right? Oh, we got our visitor. Oh, we got the cat. Oh, cute. We got Ramsey. Cute. I appreciate that advice. Yeah, well, I now, mean, like, dude, you don't, I, I'd say just don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Um, yeah, like brag in a way that makes you feel comfortable, but let people know what you have going on, dude. To be honest, I kind of have the app right now. A lot of it is just kind of as a novelty because I do enjoy just kind of going on it and stuff. I don't, I'm not really like, I don't really meet up with people and I don't really carry conversations. I kind of just have it because I think, I think it's really fun. But let's say, let's say I meet someone in person. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can we do some role playing or yeah. something? Yeah, let's okay. do it. Okay. So <clears throat> I guess I'll be the, no, Graham, Graham, of course, would be the girl. Okay. okay. And you would Cab? be approaching Graham. So okay. Let's say a grocery store. Okay. And... Graham is wearing an outfit that you like. Okay, here. Why don't you approach Graham, and then, and then, and then I'll give you the critique. Okay. Okay. Because you can see me doing it on YouTube. <laughs> All right, go for it, Jack. Okay. I've never done this before. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pressure's on. Pressure's okay, on. Okay. Okay. Hey, ma'am. Hi. I just wanted to say I think that your outfit's really nice. Oh, thanks. T. Do you want to go? Do you, I like your. What's your name? <laughs> what's your name? Uh, Graham. That's a very pretty name. Do you come yes. here often? I, I may have se- seen you before. I gotta go. I'm in a hurry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so how did I do? Um, I, okay. So first off, I wouldn't call someone. I, I wouldn't call someone, ma'am. <laughs> that's that's. <laughs> That's number one. That's just I try to think weird. of other words, but lady sounded even weirder. You just don't use any noun like that. <laughs> just don't use any nouns. Um, um, and then second would be, I, you know, I try to stay away from generic, like you look, like I like your outfit. Um, the, 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 what you start with doesn't really matter. It's really how you continue. Right. Because no matter what you say, it's going to it's going to they're either going to be like down to talk or not. Maybe she's in a bad mood. Maybe she's like, I'm in a hurry and I'm not going to talk to you like F off. So um, I think for 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 me. All right. You want to you want to do a you want to do a second role play? Sure. Sure. All right. Do you want to you on me? Yeah. Okay. 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 Cool. All right. Um, Let's see. So what is she wearing? I would look a for something situational. I'm just going to... Okay, sure. Um, so let's say we're standing in line. Cool. You know, the first thing I notice is a watch. I would say, or her watch. Mm-hmm. I would say, that watch looks expensive. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, thanks. Appreciate it. How much was that? Like 10,000 bucks? It's a gift. From who? Subscriber. Oh, you make YouTube videos? Yeah, I do. Do you watch I, YouTube? I teach, I teach people how to make YouTube videos. Oh, no way. Small yeah. world. That's... What, what's your channel? Graham Stephan. Oh, cool. See, now I would say, like, have you heard of, like, Graham Stephan or whatever? And get yeah. into this conversation, right? But now it's more conversational versus, like, you're going and hitting on That her. was actually pretty good, man. So, it's yeah. A, holy mackerel, dude. That's a good, just to make a comment like that. Yeah, like, I don't, I generally, you know, because when you go up and compliment somebody, um, some, some, women will just have like a shield up and like, oh, he's hitting on me. I can't, like, mm-hmm. I can't deal with this. And it gets them to be kind of uncomfortable. Some are really confident about it and they're like, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm totally down to talk to people. Um, but I think when you make more of like a situational comment like that and you're trying to be a little bit more, you know, creative or funny with it, it gets them to open up a lot more easily. Wow. That was good, man. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and the best, the best time to do it is like... Uh, at like bars or, or um, you know, if you're like hanging out with a bunch of friends and you just kind of see someone, you just kind of start talking to them. It's really easy because if they kind of turn away, you're, you know, you're still there with your friends and it's totally fine. Um, whereas 
I think a lot of people put a lot of pressure on these kind of things where they're like, all right, I see this really attractive person, whether it's a guy or a girl, it's like, I see this attractive person, I got to go talk to them. And then they get in their head and then they're like, oh my God, I got to do it. They walk up, they go, no, I got to, hold on, I can do this. I can do And it just becomes this, like this whole thing. Whereas if you make it more of a casual thing and you start talking casually, now you're just a normal human being that's starting a conversation, right? And if it's a good, a good conversation, you can say, hey, you seem really, really fun. Let's get coffee sometime mm-hmm. or let's get dinner sometime. Jeez. Yeah, that's what happens when you do it when you know when you do those kind of things for like ten years. <laughs> wow. What other questions do you have, Jen? We got, we got the, the master. The master. Yeah, this is here. this is like a, I should be charging for this. I know. This, this session. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel I, I feel like I feel weird because I also feel like don't you think that our audience would want to redirect to like finance or something? Maybe. Like that? Me, let's get back to let's get back to the personal finance just okay. just in case so we make sure we cover all the bases. That's true. You could always cut cool. it out. <laughs> What's your credit score? My credit score. I haven't checked in a while, but I believe it's 780, 790. That's like fantastic. That. How many credit cards do you Dude, have? Dude, you know what's funny is my credit score was like really before I started watching your channel. Because wow. um, you have to understand, like, yeah. I dropped out of college not knowing any of this personal finance stuff, mm-hmm. okay? So I started making money really, really easily. Or not easily, but like really quickly compared yeah. to a lot of other people. Oh, yeah. And I didn't really know how to manage it. So I just had it sitting in a bank for a very long time. Um, uh, sometimes I was late on my credit card payments, not because I couldn't pay it just cause I like forgot and I didn't mm-hmm. give a shit. Um, and then it wasn't until I started watching your channel that I was like, Oh, wow. You can credit card hack and get all these, fr- all this free Jeez, stuff. Your ad spend. I can only imagine. Um, so our ad spend was, it was fine because we got 2% back cash oh. unlimited. Okay. Um, so, so that was fine. And for, for a startup that's cash is better than points. Right. Um, but there were a lot of like everything before that we didn't get we literally just used like a bank of america credit card wow it was yeah. crazy and so it wasn't until you know watching your channel and, and a few other channels on youtube too that i was like oh my gosh i've been doing this wrong my whole life right cuz i didn't care what my credit was i didn't care like what credit card i used um i didn't understand the the benefits you get from this mm-hmm. and um ever since like maybe 2 3 years ago um i started really paying attention to that and my credit is 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 great now that's awesome so how much are you saving now did your financial habits change over time yeah yeah for sure you know one thing that really changed for me you know maybe it's age um part of it is definitely kind of like watching you and your channel and I, I really loved how you have this like almost pride in being really cheap and mm. not spending that much money. And I was like, that's fun. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. Because the when 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 I was kind of like an up and coming YouTuber, I'm hanging around like these pranksters, right? Mm. And like these people who are just like living at large. And so I always felt like to be to fit in, I I, I also have to do that. And um, recently, my mindset has really changed. On now, I'm kind of on your side where. It feels good to save money. Oh yeah, I take that to almost a, almost an extreme now. Where you know uh, I'll go to an arcade with with some friends and they'll want drinks, but it's like I brought my own vodka and my belt. <laughs> it's funny. I talked about that in a video too. I mentioned that's one of the mm-hmm. ways to save money. I'm like, if you're gonna go to the bar and get a drink, uh, don't get the drink. Yeah, and and bring your own. I, I mean, I don't want to endorse people sneaking things in anywhere, but yeah, I mean, or or if you want to do it real legit, mm-hmm. you can just drink beforehand go there maybe get a diet coke or something and right. just chill and the, or maybe a beer yeah. like for five bucks um and then and then you don't have to waste money on alcohol i used to when i went out i would spend like two hundred dollars a night wow on, on are drinks. you serious yeah because think about it if you go to a, a wow. club in hollywood right, right it's like fifteen dollars a drink and then if you buy it for five friends that's already like 60 70 bucks um so imagine you're going to multiple bars a night and you're kind Why of, are you paying for all your five friends though? They can't get their own drinks. Um, so it depends. Sometimes, uh, usually, my friends will buy buy their own drinks. But if okay. people are coming in, for example, to visit, then I, I always sure. feel like, hey, I should buy you a drink, okay. something like that. Yeah, but it's not like I'm going out buying my friends. Look at you, fancy you, five friends. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but yeah, man. Now, now I am. Um, I basically have the mindset of every single dollar that I save is or that I spend is a dollar that's not making me more money. Yeah. Right. I literally learned that from your videos. That's why I was so excited to be on this podcast. I was like, I really learned a lot from you. You changed my perspective on a lot of things. This is so cool. Yeah. Um, And now, so 
So my story is not the only story like that. Um, a lot of YouTubers who are up and coming and they, they suddenly get this crap ton of money are in the same position, right? I talk to tons of people who are like, hey, Kong, yeah, I like, like this one guy. Um, well, I shouldn't say his name, but he basically, um, he went through our course, got successful, and now he's making, you know, he, he has his own course too. And now he's yeah. making like every single launch, $50,000, $80,000, okay. something like that. He was like, I don't know what to do with it. I was like, watch Graham Stephan's oh, channel. <laughs> thanks, man. Dude, it's, oh, that's it's, awesome. That makes me really happy to hear. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, you go through, look, I went through business school for like three, four years, and they didn't teach you any of that. They taught you stupid stuff like how to segment your market and all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm never going to use that. Yeah, no. They don't teach you the most important thing, which is when you have money, how do you save it? How do you invest it so that you're not losing value from that money every single year by leaving it in your bank account? Oh, yeah. They don't teach you that stuff. Right. Um, so I think it's really important, you know, what you're doing and it's, it's really changed my perception on, on do you have a, a rate now that you save like 50% you try to save 60%? Um, no, I don't get as meticulous as that. Okay. Um, but generally speaking, I just don't spend that much anymore. Okay. Um, I'm also getting old now, so, you know, I used to party a lot <laughs> and now my body can't really handle it. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm pretty responsible with it. I really will only spend money when, uh, when it's justified. Like, you know, I'm going, going to like some event with my friends or, mm-hmm. you know, it's dinner for, for a friend's birthday yep. or something like that. Where are you investing now? Where's it all going? So I want to say out of everything I have invested, probably... Um, sixty percent of it is in index funds. Cool. Um, or similar, like so, some of it is in uh, what's it called? Oh my gosh, I always forget S&P the name. S and P five hundred. No, no, no. no. It's it's the Wealthfront. Wealthfront. Okay, cool. You know, it's a glorified index fund. Sure. Um, and then twenty percent of it is invested in Tesla. Um, just because I've done a lot of research on that company, and after I bought a Tesla, I said. There's no way this is not going to be the future. What price <laughs> do you buy in Tesla? I mean, I'm still buying like mm. every week, but if you took the average, probably around five, six hundred, something like that. Pre-split. 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 Wow. Yeah, it's pretty good. So I was. Nice job. That's not bad. One of the cameras. Oh man. Oh yeah. So so twenty. Idea. Yeah. So twenty percent is on Tesla, and then. What else? The other, what are we at? 80? So the other 20% is more like a little bit more high risk investments. So I've invested in a couple of startups. Um, and then I also have a little bit of cryptocurrency, probably like around five mm-hmm. to 7%, something like that. Got it. Yeah. Do you have any goals for the next five years, like net worth goals or income goals or like what, what's the next thing you want to hit? Um, you know, my goals are always not monetary, uh, to be honest. So I think with the creative agency, we want to create an ad that is really well respected within the ad world. So maybe it gets featured on Ad Week or like one of these like advertising hmm. magazines. Um, I think that would be a really great goal for, for us to hit. Um, and then with the with the LinkedIn for for video creators platform, I would like one thousand people. To, to be on it that are like hardcore fans. Mm. Um, so, you know, we have a decent number of people on it, but we're still developing features, figuring out what people want. There's nobody that's coming back every single day to use it yet because it's still in beta. But if we could get a thousand people that's literally coming back every day, I'd be super happy with that mm. um, because that's a pretty good sign of you're getting close to product market fit. Yep. When did you start investing? So I, I, I invested in a lot of like, risky stuff beforehand, <laughs> to be honest, because I didn't know what else to do with my money. Um, but I started like investing in the index funds and stuff after I watched your channel, actually. Cool. So oh, there was it, like two, three years ago, something like that. Hmm. Um, back when you were at like 50,000 subscribers, wow, I was like, crazy, this guy knows man. what he's talking about. You, you know, because the thing is, yeah. everybody tells me to, to, to invest in index funds, but the way that you described it of like, okay, uh, 99% of, it, you know, the market beats 99% of investors. Yep. And no matter how you time the market, like, it's always better. It's generally just better to just invest yep. consistently every single month and get in early. And after I watched a couple of those videos, uh, videos of yours, I was like, that just mathematically makes sense. Uh, that's <laughs> that makes literally so mathematically happy. just makes sense. Yeah. So I'm going to do that from now on. Um, so it was probably around two or three years ago that I started, like, 
actual investing and being smart about it. What were some of the risky investments you made? Um, I got, uh, I got, so it's okay now, but I invested in uh, a startup two years ago that was pretty risky, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a pretty large amount of money. It, the, the company's called Flex. Uh, we made an ad for them. Anyway, so I invested in them. Uh, that was like a risky investment, quote unquote, because it's a startup, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, startups are can just you tell, risky Can you say how much you invested? Yeah, uh, it was $50,000 okay. um, in, in, into their company. Um, and this was like basically their seed round. So they're doing really well now. But after I made that ad for them, mm-hmm. um, I was like, I got to invest in this company. It's, it's too good. They have a patent on it. They mm-hmm. bought out their other competitor. And um, it, it's just great. But I think in the grand scheme of things, considering I just had money in the bank and I wasn't doing anything with it, that is yeah. quite a risky so investment. Have right? you made money on that? No, no. I mean, as with any startup, you don't make money until they get sold or they IPO, right? right. So it's not going to be, it's going to... I mean, is it worth more than 50 grand now? Yeah. They have to be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, they were worth a certain valuation uh, when I invested the 50 mm-hmm. grand, but yeah, it's it's, now worth, it's higher. Yeah, it's now okay. it's definitely higher. Okay, so um, on paper, at least you made a little money mm-hmm. so far. Yeah, exactly. Could exactly. you exit on your paper. position and like give it to some other investor? No, I mean, technically you could, but it's pretty... It's pretty hard to do that mm, unless okay. they're like a super hot company, like when Uber was coming up, you know, and nobody could yeah. get in. Um, but but uh, no, it's, it's generally pretty hard to do that. Let's do a quick millennial money on you. So could you say some expenses that you think that you that you've had in the past that you think Graham would not approve of? Oh, I have I have a lot. Oh, yeah, let's hear it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> no, I want to hear it. So I just hear how bad this is. If there's, I, if there's anything that's bad that you think is just, you look back now and you're like, I regret spending that much money on that. <laughs> there's so many. Okay. <laughs> you guys are going to be here for five hours. Right. Um, Top five. So the first one is definitely going to the bar and buying drinks. Like, that's just so expensive. It's ridiculous. Um, like, every night I would go out, I would probably buy around, let's say, like eight drinks at $15 each. So you're talking wow. about $100 a night. And then um, this is not including like, you know, if we were partying, getting like bottle service or something like that, too. Now, is this a, this is a, a write-off, I'm assuming? Because... Well, yeah, everything was a write-off back then. Right, <laughs> right. Um, that's how I justified it, because it was a write-off. Um, but uh, Jeez, that okay. and then what else? Um I was always, by the way, that sober friend because I refused to go and get a drink at the bar. I did not want to do it. Yeah, yeah, that's smart. I refused, and uh, if that meant I would drive everybody, fine, but I just did not want to spend the money. I, I distasted that so much. Well, now I just yeah. bring it in my in my belt, <laughs> put a water bottle there in go. there, yeah. and then I get a Diet Coke, and then I just kind of pour some in. Um, not that I recommend yeah, doing that. Right. It's pretty shady, but... You know, that's who I am. I admit it. So who else? <laughs> um, okay, so drinks what was else? definitely a big one. I would say travel was a really big one, too, because I love travel, but I didn't know how to credit card hack mm-hmm. and travel like I do now. So I was paying for, like, business class tickets to places. Wow. Right? Okay. So, like, um, you know, going to New York, for example, flying business class, I'd pay, like, $2,500. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it was, wow. it, was, it was nuts, man. Um, that, was, that was a really big one. Um, spending spending on travel and and not travel hacking. Mm-hmm. Designer else? clothes. I never really got into designer clothes. Uh, to be honest, uh, see, for me, when I spend money, I always spend money on experiences. Um, like these more material items weren't that important to me. Um, so if they had no function to it, I generally wouldn't spend that much money. There were a couple items that I did that I splurged on, but I don't think there's nothing that I'm not proud of in terms of like clothing. Well, it doesn't seem like you're too, you were too crazy on spending or anything. It sounds like you No, no, yeah, it wasn't like, yeah, it, it, it wasn't like I was spending way more than I should yeah, have. Yeah. It was just like, I wasn't smart about it. That's that all. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so those, that's two. What was the third one? What about rent, housing? Thinking about, should I say this or not? Um, that, that's a yes. So. If it's PG rated, you should say it. Oh, no, it's definitely PG. I'm just talking about from, like, a legal perspective. <laughs> um, okay, so rent was actually usually fine because I uh, I'd spent, I I spent a lot on rent, but um, most of it was written off. As, office. Yeah, as an office. Live because work. Because yeah. back then when I was making YouTube videos, I was literally using 
most of my Makes sense. Uh, apartment, yeah. you know, for vlogs, for sense. marketing materials, that kind of thing. Um, could I have spent less on rent? Yeah, probably. Um, but I don't necessarily regret How much that. was rent? Rent at its highest was $6,000. Wow. Yeah. I think I remember that place because it had a view. It was Hollywood or downtown, it looked like? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it was in Hollywood. Uh, and, uh, well, 6000 I only paid that for like six months because mm-hmm. I was living month to month. It was usually around 5000 uh prior to that. Wow. Yeah, like four to 5000 depending on which floor I lived and where I moved. The mortgage here, by the way, just the mortgage, I think, is 50 Now it's $5,200 a month for the mortgage. Wow. Yeah, this was but way, I put a lot down. This is way bigger than without my property price. tax. Well, but, you know, yeah. in, in hindsight, yeah. I wish I had just bought a house. Yeah, right. Because I didn't understand. Because I was like, you know what? I don't want to buy a house. This this was literally my mindset. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to buy a house because I don't want to pay the interest. Like that's how that's how that's how stupid I was. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to pay interest. I'm just going to save up until I can buy the whole house in cash. Oh. I didn't understand that you could use the money that you don't spend on the house to invest in the market and you're making more than the interest that you're paying. Right. Right. Or at the very least. And that's a write off. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know any of these things. Right. So my, my justification was I'm just going to spend, spend the money on this baller apartment and I'm going to save up until I can buy a house in cash. That was my goal. Um, I know better now. So now I'm looking for a, now I'm looking for a house. There we go. In, in the worst time possible. (laughs) It's tough, but you know what? I think good deals are to be had. They're, they're out there. You just got to look. They take forever to find. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I've not found a good deal in L.A. since I started looking. Oh, I started seriously. No, not seriously. But I, I wanted to buy another. Like, I wanted to buy an office space originally here. Mm-hmm. And I've been looking since March. Nothing. Yeah. There's one that I loved that was a big, like, open concept spot. I'll show it to you afterwards. But uh, it sold, sold a little bit higher than what I was willing to pay for it. But okay, got it. It worked out in the end. How do you calculate that, though? Because... If it's a little bit higher than you're willing to pay, but you're willing to keep it for like 10 years, doesn't that just justify like the the higher price as long as you enjoy the property? Not really. I felt there was a cap in terms of the value that I would get from it versus how much I'm willing to tie up in that property. It's a it's a really unique space that's been on the market for like a year. Mm-hmm. And you just need one specific buyer for that. It, and so I was worried that in the event I needed to sell it or get a tenant, it would be yeah. really hard to get a tenant or a buyer. So, I see what you mean. So okay. there's just a risk that I figured I'm willing to take a risk up to a certain dollar amount and then anything over that, it just, it doesn't pencil out in case something were to happen. I see what you mean. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Got it. Did we ever get, because uh, I don't, honestly, I don't remember, but did did you ever say exactly how, what what you used to be able to, to exit your shell or to be able to, to turn to an extrovert? Did we? Not really. Um... I, so yeah, in order to get out of my shell, I I talked about the game, um, and it really just came down to literally going out and talking to random people on the street and at bars and just doing it. Yeah, like I literally just did that. But for how like uncomfortable years. was that for you? Extremely uncomfortable at first. Like I was that guy that was like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm doing this. <sighs> Getting like Would your pan- friends like, be like, far away, like, yeah, go, go. Yeah, yeah, essentially, you know, and um, and uh, like. It was just really, really hard for the first year or two of doing that because I forced myself to go out there. And it wasn't even just like I was trying to get girls' numbers. I was literally talking to random dudes. Mm -hmm. I was literally talking to old ladies. I was literally talking to old men. Like, I would force myself to go do those things. And even when it was an old lady, I would like, yeah, you know, I I would be like drenched in sweat. He'd be like, that looks expensive. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Looks like an expensive watch. (laughs) But um, yeah, just doing that. So many times I came to the realization that um, that you just need to have fun with it. You know, I met a few people along the way that were just kind of like really naturally good at talking to people out at the bars and out in public. And um, I realized that this is not really something that you have to be like mentally prepared for. You have to have scripted lines. It's a mindset, right? It's a mindset of... I don't care what other people think about me. I'm going to go out and have fun. And if you don't respond to me in a positive way, then I don't care. I have my friends over here. I can go back to my great life that I'm living. And so um, it, it almost came down to me accepting that I have a good life and being proud of who I am versus like, oh, I hate who I am and I have to impress people when I meet them. 
if that makes any sense. That makes sense. Um, so it was, it was a mindset shift. And once I had that mindset shift and I went out and stopped caring about what people think and found like, you know, uh, when if I got rejected, I started finding that totally okay. Um, that's when everything changed for me. And what about now? Do you ever get nervous now when you're testing yourself or is it all just so easy for you? Um, no, I don't, I don't get nervous. I would say the closest is like, if I, you know, if I see somebody who I really look up to, like, for example, if, uh, I saw, I don't Graham know, Stephen. Graham Stephan, <laughs> yeah. um, or if I saw like, I don't know, Elon Musk or something, and we're at some networking event, mm-hmm. I'd be like, Oh, like, you know, I get a little bit excited, but I, I don't think I'm ever like nervous, uh, to the point where I'm drenched in sweat like I was before. So you think you cured it? You think you got over that? hurdle is it like riding a bike where once you get over it then you never have to worry about it again i don't think so um i think it's very similar to to like working out Mm. you know you always have that voice in your head that says like you can't do this you're worse than them um you suck uh whatever and it's kind of like working out it's like no i don't want to go today i'm too tired i'm too lazy like i got too much stuff to do you're always going to have that voice but you get better at dealing with that voice and um and, and, and you know how to handle it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, you're, so I always have that, those like thoughts going into a situation like that, but I'm just better, uh, I, I just handle it better now than I did before. Yeah. So Kong, thank you so much for coming on. This has been really fun, me. really good advice, and we'll report back to you on uh, Jack's Tinder profile. All right. Excited to hear about it. So, Pleasure meeting you. With that said, you guys, thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate it. Make sure, oh, you got to tell them to destroy the like button for the YouTube algorithm. Look right in that camera right there and say destroy the like button. All right. I want you guys to do one thing for me right now. Just one thing. And that is to destroy and demolish that like button right now for the YouTube algorithm. <laughs> We should get a compilation together of, of just everyone. every guest being like, destroy the like button. For that, was that was I a almost, good one. I almost good wanted one. to say that like seductively, but then <laughs> I was like, I don't think that's G-rated. Tell the like button how expensive it is. <laughs> uh, make sure to obviously subscribe. You can add us on Instagram. Links down below in the description. And now Weeble, by the way, brought back the promotion of two free stocks. They upped now, the ante. They did, and now it's even better. This is the best offer they've ever had. Both free stocks that you're going to get are valued at minimum $8 and all the way up to $1,600. Oh, shit, really? So, yeah, it's actually a really good deal. Back uh, back in the old day, the first stock was only like $2, uh, and the second stock was 8 Now they're both minimum $8. So if you want those two free stocks, claim them down below in the description and uh, let us know which two free stocks you get. Thank you so much for watching, and until next time. Till next time. Excellent. Is cool. All right. Let's make sure I'm in frame here. Yeah. There we go. Let me scoot over. Oh no, you're just just right there. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah, you're good. You're good. You're good. Cool. Let's start. You wanna you wanna intro us, Graham? Uh, yeah. What episode are we? Twentieth. How much has the podcast made so far? It's fifty-seven hundred. Fifty-seven hundred. Okay. That's a good amount. Yeah. Wow. What, 20th, you said? 20th. 20th. Okay. Uh, I'll look into this one.